had been asked to give a talk out in um, Half Moon Bay. And I just got off a retreat. And I thought, well, the retreat's probably going to produce something uh, that I could talk about. And so far, all I've been able to come up with from that retreat is a title, which is Worst Retreat Ever. (laughs) It was very stressful for me. That retreat was very stressful for me. It turns out that um, I really realized how much of my experience, even in meditation, I've been ignoring, you know. Like when I really came to realize, oh, this isn't about waiting until something significant happens before I make a note. Uh, it's really about noting what's actually happening moment to moment. So it was humbling, which is not why I went on retreat. But um, it was, it did move me to a. a deeper level of really asking myself, why am I doing this practice? You know, I realized that part of why I was doing this practice was because I wanted to see my, who I wanted to see myself as, which was I wanted to see myself as a Buddhist. Um, and so when I saw that, it was kind of very disconcerting. And um, it's moved me into a place of really kind of almost starting from scratch. I mean, I've started taking Gill's introductory class again and, and realizing, like, listening to him say things. And I go, my God, did he say this in the past? I mean, has he, ch- has he changed the introductory instructions? I don't remember any of this. So... Um, so in some ways, I feel like I've just walked in the door again. And I don't have anything prepared. But what I'd like to do is have all of us talk about to each other, to, to break into groups of, say, four, and start with the question of, why are you here? What, what brought you to this place? And what keeps you coming back, you know, either week after week or month after month or year after year? Or if this is your first time here, why are you here today? And um, And you may find this uncomfortable. I mean, you may find this, you know, my God, I came to hear about stress reduction, not to have my stress increased by having to talk to people. But um, I think you'll find that the people that, that come here are actually pretty easy to talk to and to listen to. And that this will be an opportunity to really... Um, look a little bit more deeply at what is what is it that that makes this meditation um, of value to you and 
it might also mean letting go of some ideas that you have about what the practice ought to be doing for you that it might not be doing for you. So see if you can... um, So actually, why don't we spend a few minutes just sitting, sitting with that question of what is it that brought you, what, what is it that brings you to meditation? And then I'll ring the bell in a few minutes and then let's just silently maybe move into groups of four and um, uh, introduce yourself and then We'll, we'll have, after two minutes, I'll ring the bell. And so you can, each person take about two minutes talking about answering that or responding to that question to the other people in your group. And then after that, we'll um, have a, a larger uh, sharing. So uh, find a comfortable and upright posture that you can sit in. And then just uh, gently close your eyes. Connect with your breath. And notice, as if, as if this were the first time that you had ever closed your eyes and ever paid attention to your breath. Let go of any ideas of what you think ought to be there, what ought to be happening. And really look, what is happening? What is happening right now? Notice if there's any fear. Notice if there's any planning of what you're going to say.
So um, if you'd like to kind of find people sitting close to you that you could uh, find groups of four. Okay, um, it looks like you've all had very animated conversations, and I um, would now like to um, give each group a chance to share with the whole group um, what it was that came up after having this this discussion. I'm wondering, Linda, would you be willing to um, carry the microphone from group to group? So there's two, two. Well, let's see. In that case, Len, would you be willing to take? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. So, um, who would like to share what what came up for them in the in the course of this? Okay, I'll go first. Get it over with. Thanks, Peggy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, our group came, the, what you asked for in the final thing was, um, if I can remember it all correctly, was we came for to it, to meditation and looking for something as a, some kind of path to inner peace. Um, the things that we seemed to talk about in common were um, appreciating the community. What was the other thing? Right, inner peace, um, the community, and something else that's, um, yeah, the teachings, the things we hear, but I've forgotten. The other thing that I thought we had. Um, personally, I felt a lot of connection with what you had said, um, your own experience, because I was having some of that too. And I, um, for me, the confusion has always been, what does all of this attention to the in and out breath have to do with wisdom and enlightenment and I mean, it's also boring it's just the you know your rib cage in and out in and out what does it have to do with compassion and with so and i've been but there are times when i can realize that meditation makes me a better person during the day and maybe i'm looking at the wrong spot for all of this enlightenment to arise mm-hmm. it doesn't really arise when i'm watching my rib cage but when i'm watching my behavior in the world well, thank you. Actually, that was one of the things that came up for me on this worst retreat ever was boredom. And I told Gil, I told Gil, and he was like, "That's great." And he said, "Yeah, boredom. You know, that's a really." He said, "It's not a thing. It's a process." And he said, "You at some point you may want to really start to investigate very clearly boredom." And so I have, and I thought, I wonder if anybody's written a book on boredom. It's like boredom, you know, the complete idiot's guide to boredom. So I haven't actually gone to the bookstore yet to look for that, but um, yeah. <laughs> so is there someone else? Yeah, Steve. Um, let's get the mic. I think this. I think this will put everybody at ease. Kadagari Roshi, um, very famous Roshi in America, died a number of years back. He's in Minnesota. 
said, if it's not boring, it's not Buddhism. So, <laughs> so the next time you're meditating and you feel bored, you go, wow, I'm really doing Buddhism. <laughs> That's a clear this whole misconception about boredom. Um, yeah, Lee Bracington even talks about meditation for long periods of time as being boring. He's a famous, well-known Donna teacher, um, very accomplished. But uh, uh, and then, you know, on the other hand, Gill talks about how um, thrilling it can be. To, uh, uh, to to notice the very subtle aspects of the breath and the body and the mind that that become evident with long uh, long periods of sitting. Uh, so uh, um, so I, I take a certain amount of uh, uh, well more than comfort in that. Uh, it does seem great to me. And then, um, uh, as far as our group was concerned, uh, a number of people talked about uh, um, the um, the joy of of being in a in a sangha. And uh, if, if if I can, without getting clearance from him, first mention something that Len said. Um, he's here for um, uh, the triple gem, the sangha. The Dharma and the Buddha, kind of reverse order. And I want to say that reminds me of uh, uh, something in one of the suttas, how Ananda went to the Buddha at one point and, and said what a what a big part of his practice. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely better. So Ananda went to the Buddha and, and said what a big part of the, his practice, uh, the, song, the Sangha uh, that they were part of, was to him. And the Buddha said, um, not so, Ananda. Uh, sangha is not just a part of the holy life. It is, it is the whole of the holy life. So it's a really great reason to be here. Okay. Thank you. Amazing how silent it is now. <laughs> Ten minutes ago, <laughs> the whole room was buzzing. Can't imagine that uh, we've completely captured uh, all that was uh, said. Uh, yes. Uh, with respect to feeling like you're going back to the beginning. Uh, I was on retreat with um, Michelle McDonald in, at the Sonoma Mountain Zen Center mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. And because we were at the Zen Center, she decided to pick up Suzuki Roshi's book, Beginner's Mind. And um, so I decided to pick it up. And it was very, um, 
enlightening to go back to just the basics, uh, the way that he taught it. And even though it's not part of the uh, Vipassana meditation, I was reading uh, Ajahn Sumedho's book recently, his new book, Silence, um, um, The Sound of Silence. And that was one of the books that he recommended to people who came to the monastery because he said all the other stuff is so dry. Hmm. And um, so that, that struck me. Uh, and which takes me to the Dharma talks as a way of informing the practice. So we, I think we all agree that that was an important aspect of why uh, many of us come mm -hmm. is, is so that uh, the Dharma talks can inform what we're doing. Uh, when I was in Burma a couple of years ago, I realized somewhere in the retreat, oh my God, all I was doing was the Samantha part of the practice, the relaxation part. And it, I think it takes the, the Dharma talks to just remind us that there's another aspect to this, uh, the Pasana practice, which is the insight aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, something that came up in the group also is about how crises, uh, more often than not, will force us to go into retreat. Uh, and my experience with that is from the moment you decide or commit you're going to do the practice, many times, just in the process of life, life itself, things begin to change. And, and more often than not for the better by just making that commitment. Um, I haven't had that dukkha-type retreat yet. Uh, I'm sure it's coming, but <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had it. Uh, but I appreciate your candor in, in sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Okay, there's uh, somebody in the in the community hall. Is this one? Is this one? Is it working? Yes. Uh, we, uh, in our group, uh, we are fairly uh, new members uh, who came here just a few times or just for a few years, and uh, we were discussing our uh, experiences, and uh, we feel that we are all coming from different sides. And uh, for me... Um, I have been concerned as to what my personal quest has to do with the whole group. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I feel fairly uncomfortable with sharing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like to uh, keep to myself. And this is my own experience. And in our group, there are other people who uh, share different things. So that mm. is my question, what my personal quest has to do with the group. Mm. Um, my group, we were talking about how um, uh, spiritual transformation can come with um, meditating and uh, uh, the um, 
thing that's really exciting about it is that even in a short period of time, you can experience some really noticeable, wonderful changes, which just kind of makes it uh, uh, more exciting to think about what may be coming down the road, that, that uh, the uh, path is a process that moves step by step, and that um, uh, it's really wonderful to see the changes that occur in even a relatively short time. That can be very, very um, exciting and rewarding. Just uh, stick with it. Thank you. Um, I might comment that that at times, in fact, recently I've been thinking kind of the opposite, is that it's hard for me to discern on a day-to-day or week-to-week or month-to-month uh, what's what the real, real benefit is. And uh, when I first started meditating a number of years ago, um, my commitment was to every day, but just 20 minutes. And I could see after a period of three months, looking back, that there was... There was change, but it was hard for me to feel. Sometimes it would be an uplifting sitting, particularly if I'd been reading some book that was uh, inspiring. That would help to put my mind in a in a better place. And uh, our group was talking about that we a lot of us were brought to meditation, looking for a philosophy that gave a reason for life. You know, kind of what's the purpose to this whole thing, and wanting to have a sense of, of purpose as we went along or meaning for for life. And that kind of gave a, an inspiration. Some people dealing with uh, depression issues or anxiety, different grief issues perhaps. And, uh, and all of those things are reminders about uh, the, the value uh, of practice. Thank you, Jeff. Susan? Originally, I came for curiosity, and the, the, the word that brought me here was the, was the word suffering, and the relief of suffering. Uh, <clears throat> but the practice wasn't consistent, and in, in, in our group, we, each one of us has a certain amount of suffering, anxiety, stress, and over this year that I've been coming, more or less, um, it, hasn't, it has not gotten better as a result of practice. In fact, it's gotten worse. But I cannot say that my, the personal situation has gotten worse. So my reason now for coming is to find relief for precisely the things that you mentioned at the beginning. Uh, stress, anxiety, panic, uh, fear... Uh, so the coming has a purpose, but either because the practice is not being done correctly or often enough or long enough or I haven't gone to retreats, um, uh, the, the relief of suffering has not come. And in fact, it, it has uh, often grown worse. And um, one of our members mentioned that retreats, uh, continual retreats were a better solution, a better way of, of going and trying to relieve some of that you know, suffering that perhaps many of us come come to relieve. So I'd like to hear other people's experiences of that. 
Thank you. Our, our group also, I think, started uh, with a kind of common theme of specific kinds of suffering that brought us in contact with Buddhism, for example. In my case, uh, sitting uh, day in and day out with clients. I'm a retired psychotherapist. And in other cases, the stress of being in a, a lawyer or being involved in, in that language game or that world and others, you know, other cases of suffering. And finding community, finding others who from their own lives and their own particular kinds of suffering could bring, bring away, bring us in contact with a way of thinking about and being with our suffering and also then a way of being with other people as fellow travelers on the path toward, in some way or other, alleviating and learning to work with the suffering that is a part of life and then the suffering that we add by our own way of, of uh, what's the word, way of uh, not being awake, not being fully attuned to the gifts of life. So I think one of the things that was also interesting that came out in our group is that how diverse we are in some ways, that, but in that process of coming together in this community, uh, found some a sense of of uh, deeper meaning beyond our particular lives and, and stories. Great. Well, thank you. So maybe this will be our okay. Uh, last yes. Ooh, your last word. Um, our group even though we had different points of view, was the commonality was finding refuge. The, the practice and the community was a place of refuge for all of us for different reasons. The woman in the back who um, talked about her own path and how it connects with other people, for me, I don't know enough, you know. I, I need other people's input to help me along the way. And I create so much of my own suffering that I need the reflection of the community and the, the Dharma to show me that I'm not alone. Thank, thank you, you all for sharing. Yeah, thank you all. Um, I, think that, I think it's important to really have, you know, keep asking, you know, really looking honestly at what, uh, is true for you in this practice. Um, I really liked what you said about as you start to look, the suffering, se- sometimes it seems like it gets stronger. And it might be that you start, when you start to really look, there's more suffering there than you knew was there before. So, um, 
it takes getting to know your suffering intimately. Um, uh, I don't think that there's any that this isn't a shortcut past the suffering until it's really seen fully and clearly. So. Um, So I encourage you all to look clearly and honestly at your suffering. And may that be a path to um, a stress-free life. (laughs) So thank you.